This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Hi, LSPod fans, it's JR here. Burt's Babes, Hoddle's Heroes, even Decanio's Dozens. We've had some iconic lineups in our history at Swindon, just like the legendary menu at McDonald's. Parkin' or Austin, sweet curry or barbecue? Why not get a McNugget share box to enjoy the debates with your mates? And thanks to book delivery, every drop-off can be a home win. Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points too. No one wants to drop points at home, and with tasty rewards to earn, you won't be missing out. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. President. Joseph Wallacott, Swindon Town. It's Swindon Town. Y'all ready for this? Hello, Ryan. Good morning, Rich. And good morning, Swindon fans once again. Oh, eight games left. Seven in April. It's a busy old time now. The tail end, not squeaky bum, but the busy season is here. It is the business, the business end of the season. Um, even Ben Garner said that, said those words to me in the press conference today. And what a month it could be! The difference between League One glory and and another season in League Two. I thoroughly enjoyed uh, using two Unlimiteds. Get ready. That used to be the sort of introduction music on Football Focus back in the nineties. Back in the nineties, well, I was born ninety six, so I only got four years of the nineties, Rich. Um, but yeah, you know, I remember the days of when in ninety seven, one years old, cheering on the Reds. Glory sp- supporter <laughs> from the moment you came out the womb. I was born there. It's all right. They were my local team. <laughs> oh, Ryan, you're poorly. I am. Apologies in advance, anyone, if you hear me uh, coughing my guts up at, at some stage. Rich is going to do his best with the edits, but yeah, not feeling the best. No, and I'm not happy about this because it makes the edit a little bit longer, potentially. But, you know, be a trooper. Use the mute button. We'll get through it. All right. So here we go, then. It's It's been, it feels like ages since we last spoke. And in terms of the football season, I suppose it has been. So much has happened. 
but yeah, a very short presser, <laughs> nonetheless. Let's let's talk about a few things. So over the we did we did an update earlier in the week about internationals. There were a few more since then. Jacob Bryan played for Ireland under twenty ones um, against Sweden. Johnny Williams got another cap for the Welsh national team in their draw against the Czech Republic. And Jojo Wallacott qualified for the World Cup. In, in, I'm going to say it was a bit of a shock, really. Nigeria, much, much better squad in terms of names and potential there. And Ghana in a tough old place at the moment. But it doesn't matter because they've made the World Cup. What a moment that is for Jojo Wallacott. And by association, a huge moment for Swindon Town. Well, it is a huge moment for, for both, as you mentioned. Of course, the, the Super Eagles, aren't they? They go by Nigeria. Uh, I think the most disappointing thing for me that they won't be there is that we won't get to see their awesome kit. Um, normally, that you get to see at the World Cup. But enough of that on Jojo Wallacott. Brilliant, brilliant, isn't it? What a, what an experience. I mean, that, my knowledge of whether we've had a Swindon Town player playing the World Cup before, Rich, I, I can't really think of anyone recently. Can you? Alan McLaughlin, 1990. Jan Fjortoff, 1994. And Mass Luongo went in 2014, yes, but he didn't play a game. And then he went in 2018 and didn't play again either, which I think was playing cruel by the Aussies, if I'm honest, because <laughs> especially his exploits in, in the Asia Cup, you give him at least a substitute appearance, right? But yeah, it's, there's not many of them, uh, Swindon players that have, have made this achievement. Why would there be, given our history? But I really, really hope that he's around to enjoy it. Now, this was, of course, the first question in the presser yeah. with uh, with Ben Garner. What did he say about Jojo's fantastic achievement? Well, he said that it's, a, it's obviously kind of a brilliant experience for Jojo, wonderful in achievement. And he actually kind of gave a little bit of kind of like, like we've said about an insight into the fact that, you know, League Two players at Swindon Town, you wouldn't expect them to be at a World Cup. He said it's incredible for a goalkeeper in League Two to go to a World Cup and it'll be a wonderful experience for him. Hopefully he can keep that shirt uh, for Ghana and go to the World Cup. Because of course, what a disaster it would be, wouldn't it, if he gets them there and then he, he doesn't stay as the number one. Um, I can't really see that happening. Um, ben Garner has spoken to him. He came in yesterday. He only landed yesterday, I understand. Came in for a quick checkup and to, and to say hello. Um, back in training today, he seems fit and everything. Uh, he's very level-headed, Ben Garner said. He feels that this experience will only make him better. They had a little bit of a chat about... Um, some of the goings on after the game, of course, I don't know if you've seen the videos, but there was, there was a massive pitch invasion uh, by the Nigeria fans, absolutely destroying the stadium. Um, he had a chat about that as well. And also, then, uh, sorry, Jojo Wallacott appearing in front of the, the president of Ghana. Um, and now he's back in Swindon. He'll be assessed. He'll be back in training. Probably unlikely to play tomorrow. But that being said, Bengal hadn't decided his team yet and Jojo Wallacott is fit. Yeah, the last time this scenario happened, Lewis Ward kept his place mm. in the side. Obviously, we didn't play this time, but I wouldn't be surprised to see Lewis Ward starting and Jojo was on the bench, if I remember rightly, last time. I mean, the, the scenes afterwards, I mean, the whole day is something that Jojo's not going to ever forget, is it? I was listening to Carl Anker, the athletic journalist who was there. Yes. And he was saying that the, the Ghana national team pretty much showered and got the hell out of that country <laughs> <laughs> very, very quickly. The reaction from Swindon fans, obviously, was of huge pride and, and congratulated him, of course. But of course, that, that created questions. Of course, the downside for Swindon Town, if he is a Swindon player come the winter, is he won't be available to play games. 
we've dealt with that. Lewis Ward has fans within the fan base. We have to trust that that Lewis Ward can deputise. But also, this contract, the, the, a lot of the, the social media has been sort of talking about, well, having a player at the World Cup. What was Ben Garner's sort of tone? Because from everybody outside looking in, we're kind of like, well, this is possibly not going to impact Swindon Town anyway. We can be proud of our current player, but is there a, a crumb of hope that maybe he he could be a Swindon Town player next season? From Ben Garner, there wasn't really any word on that. Um, of course, you look more, if you read between the cryptic lines of the club statements, they said that Swindon will have a player at the World Cup. Um, whether that was just kind of a, a blase comment or not, not sure. Um, but of course, if you've got a goalkeeper that comes up with no contract in the summer, a World Cup goalkeeper as well, <laughs> I'm sure he'll be the name at the top of many clubs' list. Um, that being said, we had a quick chat before we began recording and we said, you know, could be a situation that Jojo's looking to sign a new contract, possibly negotiations already going on and possibly he wants to stay loyal to Swindon as well. But it's... it's an, and then you laughed. I de- yeah, I then laughed and said no player's loyal. <laughs> um, but it's an interesting dilemma, isn't it? Um, I, I, I wonder if there's ever been a situation whereby, you know, a World Cup goalkeeper that starts for his nation has ever actually left on a free deal before the World Cup began. Probably. I think maybe the last one I can think of that I remember was on a free deal was uh, the Mexican goalkeeper, Ochoa. I think that's mm. his name at the 2010 World Cup. Um, but that's, that's going back years now, isn't it? I'm more than sure some ageing goalkeepers who still play week in, week out for the national team have uh, signed free contracts just to get them ticking over before before the big event in the summer. Um, yeah, I, I guess I wouldn't take social media account too seriously. They were pretty high on Wagamamas um, that <laughs> evening. So, you know, the excitement of that might have created a little bit of a <laughs> over-the-top reaction on that front. But, oh, just incredible, just incredible. And I really, 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 really hope that Swindon Town milk this because mm. it's such an easy win to really big this guy up and give him his moment. You know, he's worked hard. You know, all the angles with the Nationals is that he was playing you know, non-league football three or four years ago on loan from Bristol City. And that's perfectly understandable. But he's also a really good goalkeeper. And we have the opportunity to say he's not in the Ghana squad because what he did four years ago. He's in the Ghana squad for what he's doing now. And that's with Swindon Town. And we should be milking that. Absolutely. But Swindon don't tend to do that with their players at the moment. It's going to go quiet. I hope in our next home game against Newport, that the guy gets a stand innovation for that achievement. Tier four footballer, it, Ghana is not without goalkeepers, you know. <laughs> so mm-hmm. they might not be without world class goal. They might be without world class goalkeepers, but they can they can select from higher levels across Europe and Africa, and they've selected our JoJo, and that needs to be celebrated. It does, and I personally really hope that JoJo does stay. Um, Swindon for next season so I can try and wing a press pass and spend Christmas in Qatar um, that'd be great. <laughs> I'd love the heat maybe we could both get one Rich and uh, record from there instead can't afford the flights well maybe we could get like I don't know someone to endorse them for us come on come on anyone anyone that wants uh, you know take, pay for me and Rich to go to Qatar should Jojo Wallacott still be a Swindon player we'd be all ears thank you thank you Mr President Joseph Wallacott Swindon Town. 
the textbook question now, and it's the one we need to know because two weeks have passed. What's the squad looking like? Who's fit? Who's not fit? Well, there was, you mentioned the um, Wagamama's kind of appearance there, and I saw people saying, well, uh, Joe Tomlinson was at Wagamama's. He must be fit. The good news is Joe Tomlinson is fit, and it's not just him. It's Louis Barry back as well. Uh, they've been training all week. They will both be available for selection and, and in my opinion, will most likely start tomorrow. There was always those rumours, wasn't there, that we saw Harry McCurdy, season-ending injury. It's not season-ending, but Harry McCurdy is unavailable uh, for tomorrow. Uh, it's a calf injury. He actually went to sprint. Notice when he went sprint that he just pulled his calf or did something to his calf. He is out for tomorrow, but it shouldn't keep him out for the remainder of the season, is the words from Ben Garner. He's responded really, really well to treatment. Uh, but there's no time frame that Ben Garner wanted to reveal. It's a crucial time of the season, and it's a massive, massive loss, Harry McCurdy, isn't it? But great news on uh, Louis Barry and Joe Tomlinson. There is also, for the third time, here's your third Wagamama's reference, there, there's also a player ill. So if it's somebody who was at Wagamama's this week, then, oh dear. <laughs> yeah, so that, that chilli squid wasn't cooked properly, was it? Um, no, Jack... Jack, we didn't really hear anything that was Jack Payne or anything like that. Uh, there was no revelation, but hopefully it's it's someone that we won't miss too much. That sounds horrible to say, but you know, hopefully it's not a key player. Mm, indeed. Okay, so what do they do in their two weeks? Awfully quiet on the Swindon Town front. Season tickets and admin aside, selling tickets like hotcakes. But what have the squad been up to? Well, the squad has been training very hard, was what we understand from Ben Garney. He told us that this morning. Two weeks of training with some breaks. They had a, he gave them a three-day break last week, um, which the players must have enjoyed. But they've been working really hard. And, and his analysis is that training has been fantastic. Um, that break, he feels, has given them a bit more freshness. Um, they're now ready for the Crawley game. They reviewed the Crawley game, which we'll touch on in a moment. Ben Garner is still not best pleased with that performance. Um, but they've been working really hard and, and they now need to make sure that what happened against Crawley doesn't happen this week. Yeah, talk to me about Crawley because, you know, Ben Garner, usually quite level-headed. Weeks have passed and he's still a bit of a grumpy bum about it. Well, he came out after the Crawley defeat, didn't he? And he was kind of actually a bit scathing of some of his players, which is very unlike Ben Garner, something that we've not heard him do many times this season. Um Swindon had a long run of games going into that game. He said a reduced squad size, but that isn't an excuse. It's great, isn't it, when someone gives an excuse and then says that isn't an excuse. (laughs) Um, (laughs) He said he's still a bit angry about the game and we have to put it right tomorrow. With no disrespect to Crawley, he said Swindon beat themselves. Uh, 26 minutes into the game, Crawley hadn't had a shot. They lacked intensity. Um, Their minds weren't into it. They weren't focused. Um, And he said he doesn't want to be critical of the players, but... We have minimum standards that have to be met if you want to be play for this football club. And if and if you don't meet those standards, then you won't be a part of the Swindon future. Yeah, that's, that is textbook end of season contract running out threat, isn't it? You know. <laughs> so, yeah, if you're not if you're not playing. You don't get a contract when you're on a free deal, and you'll just go elsewhere anyway. Indeed. Okay. Well, there's there's Crawley dealt with too, and we'll, I'd forgotten all about it. So, uh, um, <laughs> always glad to remind myself of that. So Rochdale coming up. Rochdale managed by Robbie Stockdale. Um, those in the nineties who can remember being more than one year old remember him being a Premier League player with Middlesbrough. Perhaps they are pretty much done for the season. There's still a risk Ooh. of relegation. They're not going up by any stretch of the imagination. You, you, we've got to hope that 
their win against Carlo isn't the start of something good for them. And maybe it's just that's enough for them to not sit back. It's too many games there for them to be on the proverbial coastline of somewhere enjoying their their pre-season break. But we say it all the time and it's lazy, but it's true. If you can't beat Rochdale, then what are we looking forward to? <laughs> is that what they say? Is, is that a saying? Is it? <laughs> well, I've reworded it in my own. I've repackaged it in my own rich pull and way. But if you if you've got aspirations to squeeze into the automatics, if you want a comfortable playoff position, then a team that are down there need to be finished off. And you know they're nineteenth, and we're well above that. We've we've got to beat them. We said the same about Crawley, didn't we? We did, but I maintain that comment. I mean, they're draw specialists, Rochdale, aren't they? So, you know, they've only won nine all season, but they've drawn 16 and lost 14. So in terms of the, the bottom teams, they've they've lost quite a bit less than the rest. But I guess we are frustrated by those draw specialist sides, aren't they, that, that look for points instead of wins. But I was going to say we are, but I think given, you know, the fact that Sweden have had this good training period, you know, Swindon are probably out just outside the playoffs, but I actually think that works a little bit of benefit um, to the fact that they've had those two weeks. Their focus has probably been realigned again. They're now raring to go. Um, I'd, I agree with you. Anything less than a win tomorrow is, is actually a bit embarrassing. I think Swindon should easily go and win. And, and we have a good record against Rochdale as well. Um, on on, <clears throat> on Rochdale itself, Bengana feels that they're a very good team. Uh, when you look at the data, he said, we all know that Bengana loves data. He said they should be higher in the league than they are. Uh, the way that Robbie Stockdale's got them playing is very organised. They're well coached with some talented players. Um, and, he, and he felt that they, it'll be a tough game because they had that midweek win. There should have been games this season that they, they should have actually won, turned draws into win. You mentioned them being draw specialists. Um, but Swindon have to take what they've done in training this week into the Rochdale game. And, and if Swindon can do that, Showed his intensity, um, showed the bravery that they've shown in training and all season. Then he's confident that Swindon will go and, go and get the win. Yeah, and of course we drew with them at the county ground in October in that time where can buy a win at home. Johnny Williams late. Yeah, goal, last, he? last, last gasp equaliser. I just, I'm, I'm really relaxed and just looking forward to the running of this season. I'm not stressing on it. Could go our way. Might not. I mean, we absolutely deserve a place in the playoffs based on the whole season. We've been there throughout, but we can't wobble and we need to make the most, like you say, we need to make the most of that that two-week break and really go at them. Yeah, we do need to go at them. Um, and there were two things that Ben Garner actually was said that you wanted to see um, against Rochdale. And he said, two things I'm looking for are intensity and, and bravery. Um, Swindon have to go into this last run of games to enjoy it but they have to embrace the pressures that they're under. Um, and there's, there's not really more to be said than that, is there, Rich? Rich you know, so it's a situation whereby Swindon's fate is really in their own hands when you look at the other team's run-ins, um, at least challenging for those playoff positions. And, and Rochdale, if you had to pick someone to play at the moment, you'd probably look at Rochdale and say, OK, yeah, they're one of the teams I don't mind. Yeah, you, you want to play the teams that, even if they've, had better seasons. You want to play the teams that they're not going into the playoffs. They're not going down because inevitably it's human nature. You, you, 
your intensity switches off a little bit, doesn't it? I mean, it happens every season with at least two or three clubs where they're done and that's fine. You know, nobody's really bothered about it, but we just got to make the most of that and hope Rochdale are one of those teams. Shall we listen to your audio? Let's go for it. We often use the phrase kind of business end of the season. You feel we're at that now and are we at a stage whereby... You, you say to the players, look, we can't afford to lose a game now if we're, if we're going to be serious about making the playoffs or even the automatic spots. Yeah, we're certainly at the business end. Um, there's pressure, but I don't want that pressure to be to be too much um, because, like I said, I want the players to be brave and I want them to have the freedom to play and, and show their ability and, and play the way that we play. So there's a fine line with that. Yes, we want to win. That, that's the focus, but um, I would never put the pressure off. We can't lose because I just think that builds tension and nervousness and changes the mindset of players so our focus will be going to win the game tomorrow doing it in the way that we play um, and we've just got to try and perform it, that's the bottom line that's as simple as it is control what we can control go there with intensity go there with determination and play our football and has there been any change in kind of the way you've worked with players to, to keep that mindset because you know, admittedly, if you're a player, you're looking at the end of the season, the probably pressure starts to increase anyway, regardless of what's been said to you. Yeah, I think um, the way we've worked across the season has, has been pretty consistent. I think the way we approach games is, is consistent. So um, it's not as if now we're suddenly doing different things and we're adding more pressure to the players. You know, it's not like we've, we've had one team meeting all season and now we're doing eight or you know we, we train a little bit each week and now we're doing loads we've been very consistent with how we work and how we approach everything all season that would be the same going into these into these games these players are driven they want to succeed we want to succeed as a staff um, I don't think uh, we can be any more motivated I think if you try and go too far it will actually deteriorate performances so we've got to find that sweet spot um, and it's not I think if you're going to play in a way where you want to play without the ball and you want to force the tempo that way and you want to be aggressive and then yeah but that's not the way that we play and we need to have that composure on the ball we need to have that bravery to pass and, and play our football so it's finding that balance that sweet spot and finally just with with harry obviously his injury is that something that you were kind of monitoring anyway because i, I know he's talks that he was going to have the injection and he didn't is that kind of what's caused it or is it just kind of a bit of a out of the blue incident yeah it was just out of the blue I don't think it's related to, to the ankle injury the ankle's been fine that has settled down really well um, yeah he literally just sprinted and felt his calf um, so it's it's an unfortunate one um, but obviously uh, he's disappointed but for a couple of days but now he's positive again you know he's focused on getting back as quickly as possible um, what we've got to try and do is, is win tomorrow in the meantime and, and get back as quickly as we can. Brilliant. Thank you, Ben. Good luck tomorrow. Playoff pressure was discussed. It, it, it is, hey, it is what it is, isn't it? it, it we're up there. We got to, we got to make sure that that we fight that. But again, human nature kicks in again. And if we're at the bottom of that playoff pack, then the risk is higher and nervousness kicks in. It does. It does. And yeah, it, it is human nature, isn't it? It's kind of like in, I suppose, in a more um, context outside of football if you if you work in your job and you have a target tick you hit your target you get your bonus if you get your bonus for the end of the month you kind of sat there like okay done my job maybe take your foot off the pedal a little bit mm. and it, it's similar to, to football in the sense oh yeah if my employers are listening that's not what I do one bit whatsoever 
you know, if I get my bonus, I keep working really hard. Um, but with, with teams like that, you're right. Rochdale, the likes of Carlisle, all those mid-table teams, similar to us when, when Richie Wellens came in a couple of seasons ago and, and we, we were never going to make the playoffs. We weren't getting relegated and we were just languishing in mid-table and, and it was it was quite easy for teams that were challenging for the playoffs or trying to starve off relegation to come and play us. Still sent down poor old Notts County though, didn't we? We did, last game of the season. That was a, And they've never come back up since. They might do this year in the playoffs, we'll see. Anyway, we'll move on. As you said there, players' mm. mindset. Good question. Oh, I just... This is where I guess we need certain players to step up. And I'm talking about players that are already doing a fantastic job, but we need that little bit extra, don't we? We do. And and it was it was interesting to put the question to Ben Garner and hear whether they're changing their approach with players. Because, you know, you might have a certain approach midway through the season or at the start of the season where you're just trying to get points on the table. Obviously, with that aim of relegation, uh, sorry, avoiding relegation. Then aims change and pressures change. So does the approach change? As you heard from Bengal and there, no, it doesn't. Um, they've been very consistent all season. They've been consistent with team meetings, consistent with the amount of training that they're doing and the, and the loading in training. And that'll be the same going into this next run of games. You heard him say, these players are driven, they want to succeed, and so do the backroom staff. Um, and we can't be any more motivated. If you try and go too far, it will actually deteriorate performances. That was Bengal's analysis. So I don't know what you think, Rich, but I think... That, I agree there's a balance, but can you maybe try and... I think it's different with every player. Some players maybe respond more to added pressure, some don't. Um, but there's always that that little bit of, okay, if you that there's that balance, isn't there? Do I say too much? Do I say too little? Do I leave them to build the pressure themselves? Because no matter what happens in that dressing room, there's going to be external sources such as us in the media, whereby we put that pressure on them anyway. Yeah. Well, we need Johnny Williams to do whatever he does for Wales. We need him to do it behind the scenes for, for Swindon because he's their vibe coordinator, as as we keep on saying, isn't he? And it's why he keeps on getting into that Wales team because he's so important. And we need that sort of mentality behind the scenes. So when we do play, we don't feel that tension, those nerves and do what they've been doing for large parts of the season. When it comes to Johnny Williams, I think the key here is just to bring Gareth Bale with him. That's a dick. Bring, bring Gareth Bale to the county ground as well. No, it's look, I think sometimes we put too much on Johnny Williams in the sense that maybe people expect too much to him. There's a reason he's come down to League Two. Um, it's not just out of pity to play for Wyndham Town. Um, he, he's, he's probably not had the best years of his career recently. He is a big player. He's one of many big players that have to step up. You've got the likes of Ben Gladwin that should be returning from injury soon. You got likes of Louis Reed, Louis Barry, even though he's young, there's a lot of potential in there. Uh, Joe Tomlinson, Josh Davis, and these are all players that have played at a higher level and and are capable of getting Swindon into these playoffs. And and yes, they've stepped up in moments this season. Some of those players haven't been there very long, but if you're as good as what people say you are, or you've got the potential to be, then then now is the time to show it. Johnny Williams was named in four four twos top fifty players in the EFL, which is remarkable because he's not even the he's not even the best player at Swindon Town I think they just googled League Two players and uh kind of looked at names that they knew and thought yeah that'll do go for it fans also get to vote I have done similar for the 442 thing and I I reach out to the podcast contributors because my EFL lead to knowledge isn't red hot and some of the guys really know their stuff. So I go to them and so give as realistic an answer as I can. But some people just look at the top scorer 
and they look at names that they've heard of and they go from there. Um, players that Swindon Town have had in the past that also made the list off the top of my head. I remember John Swift being quite high up. Scott Twine was so high up. It's so, oh no, <laughs> such a shame. And Michael Smith um, was was up there as well in the top half of that list, which is really, really good. I, I really liked Michael Smith when he was at Swindon. Wasn't everyone's cup of tea, but gave us some great moments. But yeah, there we go. Johnny Williams made... Harry McCurdy wasn't included then. No, no, he was not. Hmm. How does that make you feel? It's just, I don't know, it's a bit ludicrous, isn't it? How how can Swindon's best player not be included, but Swindon's bench warmer be included? Um, I don't know, a bit strange, but we move on. We move on indeed. So McCurdy's injury was, was discussed earlier in the pod, and then it was one of your questions there. It, it, it really did create that sort of wave of panic from the fan base when that rumour started circulating and... It went from season ender to possibly the last two games of the season he might be available for. And then now Ben Garner, who isn't one to give time scale, saying he'll be back. That could mean he could be back for Barrow. It could mean he's back for, you know, two weeks' time. It could be that he'll play against Walsall. Who knows? But it's a, it's, it's a big loss again. I mean, I'm not the biggest flag waver of Harry McCurdy. I've not taken away the season he's had. It's been an absolutely incredible effort from him. In terms of 2022, such a big loss. I think it is a big loss, obviously, because, you know, we're at this stage in season whereby it's make or break. I also think the panic button was hit a little bit too hard. <laughs> what? Due to the, no, listen, due to the fact that, that we weren't playing. And I'm wasn't shocked really to my core, Ryan. I cannot believe <laughs> fans hit a panic button, myself included. <laughs> I am absolutely no. It's all right to hear it once or twice, but it's not okay to hammer it bloody 100 times a day when, Harry McCurdy, you have rumours of an injury. I think it was ramped up because we were in this break whereby we weren't playing games and there was nothing else to talk about. Um, as, as you heard from Ben Garner there, it was out of the blue. It's not related to that ankle injury. I think that might have been the worry that Swindon decided not to go with the injection route that they originally discussed and, and it had come back to bite him. It's not. It's a calf injury after he went to sprint. Um, Harry McCurdy was disappointed for a couple of days. He's now positive again. Quickly as possible. Those are always interesting words, aren't they? It doesn't give much away in terms of a timescale. What I would say, though, is is the benefit to Swindon is that we've got a lot of games where it's Saturday to Saturday from now on in uh, for the rest of the season. And that gives a long time for recovery. Five days is a long time. Um, Harry McCurdy, the benefit for Swindon again is that given his vein of form, he's, he's going to be desperate to get back. So he won't be one of these players that is, is being probably more cautious or taking a bit more time or looking at the rest of the season going, oh, you know, if I miss those games, I've had a good season. He'll be eager to get back and, and get swing and firing. And if I'm just going to throw my hat in the ring and say time scale, I'm going to say three games and then he'll be back. Can you throw your hat in the ring for a time scale? I think you can. Why not? I just did it. Yeah, you did. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. Yeah, you're quite right. Hey, who am I to talk? I was singing too Unlimited to my absolute regret. So... Swindon Town lineup then. So we know we got two potential coming back. We know somebody's mm-hmm. poorly sick through an undisclosed, uh, definitely not a restaurant PR faux pas, but we'll soon find out. Let's let's go on what we know. How would you line up against Rochdale? So it'd be great to have Jojo Wallacott back. I think Garner will probably stick to his guns and, and let Lewis Ward 
uh, have his 90 minutes. So we'll go for a Lewis Ward, a back four of Joe Tomlinson. What a welcome return that'll be for him. Dion Conroy, Jacob Bryan and Rob Hunt. I'd be surprised if he switches to a back five suddenly. In midfield, we'll go Ellis Iandolo, Ryan East and Jack Payne. And then I'm going to gonna switch the position between Williams and Payne, really. I think Williams will start on the right wing. Louis Barry will start on the left and, and Josh Davison will be your striker. Yeah, those 20 minutes for Johnny Williams might have benefited us. You know, having a bit of a break is good, but having the, you know, 20 inverted commas competitive minutes for the Welsh national team in that friendly might might do him some favours. Um, and of course, Lou Reed not mentioned there because he's mm. still serving that um, suspension for that silly, silly. Yeah, the second yellow card against against Sutton. So yeah, I, 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 I have no idea really. <laughs> I've, I've given up guessing, but I am <laughs> going to give you a um, prediction. I'm going to say 3-1 Swindon Town. I'm going to go 2-0, clean sheet, three points back to Swindon. Mm-mm-mm. Lovely. And before we go, maximum respect again for the second pod running on Swindon Town fans selling out that Walsall way end. And now we're getting another 1,360. The reason why I want to keep bigging this up is that nobody's told us to buy these tickets. Nobody has pushed this. No one said, let's fill the away end. You know, this is just, just feels right to go to this game. It just feels like after the 46, I mean, some people will be hoping that it could be a dramatic last day of the season, automatic promotion. But at the same time, it could be a dead rubber. It could be a game where we're in the playoffs and he wants to rest every single key player ahead of two more important games. There's so many different ways this this fixture could play out in terms of what we're to expect. But we're going and we're going to be going with 3000 plus fans, which is incredible. Well, we have to be careful as well, though, Rich, because if we start to sell too many tickets and we get more allocation, it'll turn into a home game. Um, and of course, we know our home games. Oh, <laughs> we're better at home now. That's come on. Um, yeah, it's in, it's incredible, isn't it? Um, all jokes aside, Ben Garner gave a little bit of homage to Swindon fans and, and said that he'd heard about the allocation, which was fantastic to hear how many fans Swindon had taken, and and he credited that away support for being brilliant this season. And then he also released the stat, didn't he, which we all know, but Ben Garner knows now as well, that Swindon have the second best home attendances this season in the league. Um, and, and what a season it's been in terms of support. Has it been that bounce because of previous seasons and the new ownership? Who knows? But it certainly seems to have made the difference for Swindon on the pitch as well. And, and long may it continue and, and well done to every Swindon fan out there. Yeah, when the club asked for the fans to step up, we did our bit. So, you know, absolutely incredible stuff from the Swindon faithful. And we'll leave it at that. Ryan, you did very well with that poorly cough. Well done. Thank you very much, everyone. I'm now going to go and cough my guts up and uh, drink a lemsip. A pleasure as always. Thank you. Thank you, Rich. The Lowe's Strangers is an independent podcast and views given do not reflect those of Swindon Town Football Club. The intro music of the presser is by the amazing Drag Me Down, influenced by the great Matthew Kilford. And the podcast artwork is by Matt in Singapore. What a guy. Thanks for listening. Come on, Swindon. Hi, Ellis Pod fans. It's JR here. If Swindon players were McDonald's items, who would they be? We've had lots of Big Macs like the legendary Alan McLaughlin, Harry McCurdy... 
or even Steve McMahon. Perhaps you'd prefer to channel the power of McPlant like Darren Ward, or maybe five chicken selects, one to enjoy for each time Ben Gladwin joined. Yep, there's one spare, but there's still time. And you don't need super scouts or data solutions to get your hands on any of these. McDelivery through the McDonald's app brings them all to you. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is, that's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times.